0: All right, Phil, let's do it. Bring us in. <laughs> Come on. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> That's sort of the Amadeus. I like that.
1: I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hulse.
0: Nice. I like that. I like that.
1: F. Murray. Abraham. <coughs> Abraham. Uh, that episode was on the other day where, where Grandpa's kidneys pop.
0: Yeah, and he, and he's <laughs> well to just explain it to anybody who never saw this particular episode of the Simpsons Sub- <laughs> <laughs> they're going home and grandpa's explanation. Yeah, they're going home and grandpa's having kidney problems and Homer wants to get home to watch the biography of F. Murray Abraham. Exactly. And he's like, I'm gonna die He's like, <laughs> F. Murray Abraham <laughs> So, okay, anyway, uh huh. Yeah. That's a weird start to the whole thing. Eh. Whatever. Okay, so um let's see. This week uh we got sort of a an odd mixture of me on still on my 80s kick. <laughs> and still trying to get over a cold. So if I sound like shit, um sorry. But whatever. <laughs> Deal. Deal, exactly.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Handle life, alright? Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, so yeah, we got sort of this weird mixture of still me on my 80s kick. Uh one Movie that I think we're going to end up talking about for quite a while, which we may not, but we I think we will.
1: Yeah, you never want to. Yeah, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw. You said you saw the Expendables trailer, which we yes. talked about last time. What yes. was your impression?
0: The Expendables trailer. My impression. Two words. Fucking a man.
1: Isn't that kind of, well? It's
0: kind <laughs> of three words. Yeah, two words and a letter, dude. <laughs>
1: best anyway, <laughs> one is a hyphenate.
0: But. yeah, but no that uh it, I was like basically I, my impression of it was is that Sylvester Stallone went he 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 thought to himself, okay, let's see if we can get just every uh kick ass guy yeah. in one movie uh-huh, and he basically did, I mean <laughs> like these guys I remember
1: for a long time ago. Call him up. I mean, Dolph's not doing anything. I, I see him <laughs> at the corner of sunset sometimes.
0: We'll put it on the Millennium's flag, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, come on. And we talked about it last week, so I don't want to go on too long about it. But uh, Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Jet Lee, Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone. Um, and the dog is losing its mind. Okay, um... Sylvester <laughs> Sloan, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Bruce Willis, Arnold, yes. the Governator. The Governator. Yeah, he's awesome.
1: It's so funny. Every time I, I hear him on like PBS talking about something, it's just so weird. I will not be allowing offshore drilling <laughs> until they make, make sure it's... It's very safe <laughs> for the people of California. <laughs> for the people of California. So I'm posing a ban on the offshore drilling. <laughs> <you're like>, okay. <laughs> Where's the... So take that, big oil.
0: <laughs> big oil. Shove it. You know, whatever. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, this may be cough cast part two. Like I said, I'm well, still trying to get up three. over this cold. I know, but... A cold? In May? I don't know what it is. I just like to be different. Apparently. You know. <laughs> You're a little off. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so uh, I don't know exactly that the uh, the, the storyline was scintillating. I'm not sure if I even know, know what the storyline was. It was some mercenaries. Oh, and I forgot Mickey <laughs> Rourke. He was in that too. Um <laughs> But some mercenaries do some stuff, and they get they shoot at (laughs) people, and (laughs)
1: they you know go around kill a couple people. They they shoot
0: at people, and they quip at each other, and they have muscles. (laughs) You know, whatever. I don't know.
1: (laughs) They show them all
0: exactly. You know, and they shoot at other people, and whatever.
1: (laughs) Everybody likes to look at aged, wrinkly muscles. Hey,
0: tell you why do you think I'm going? (laughs) So there's like now there's. When it when it comes to these movies where it's like, uh, I I have to sort of play my guy card and go see them. There's a, there's a couple of them already now. There's um, uh, there's the Expendables. Mm-hmm. There's the A Team. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, I'm
1: wondering why anybody felt the need to do that. There's no George Bappard. There's no Mr. T. What's the point? I
0: know we talked about this before, but. Still, the A T man, come on. It's not
1: going to be great.
0: I'm sure it won't. But I still saw G.I. Joe. Uh, I still saw Transformers. I didn't. Well, not the second one. You still haven't seen the second
1: one? Of course not. I don't know if I ever will. There's, like, no draw. Eh,
0: you know. Chaotic shit. Transformer Heaven is not a draw to you?
1: Yeah, three hours of chaotic Michael Bay shit.
0: Dude, come on. Dook, dook, dook. Dookie. Okay.
1: <laughs> so anyway. Michael Bacon, fuck it. And his, his remake of uh, Nightmare came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And has been like... It got one star in the paper. Really? One.
0: Well, it was the number one movie that week, considering that was the only movie. Yes. Well, I think that came out that week. but And then Iron Man 2. I gotta see Iron Man 2.
1: I just don't know the first one was great. I'll say it. We've said it like twice
0: before it's it looks overcooked. it does it does, but still I gotta see it. I mean, come on
1: there there see, I don't feel that anymore. I'm like it doesn't look good. Oh, I don't need to go yeah
0: i can I can understand that
1: you know i I'm getting more discerning as I, <laughs> I get oh a,
0: please, a touch
1: older this
0: podcast is. Is named after a line in Hudson Hawk. I don't want to hear about how discerning you are. Well,
1: but there was a time, you know, when I was in my <laughs> teens where I would literally go see any movie that came out. Sure, we did that. Now, though, when we were in our twenties, yes, or early, yeah. But um, but now I'm just like,
0: I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I have, I have no uh, no need to go see, uh, you know, the latest Ashton Kutcher picture. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I would have been there with bells <coughs> on. Like, let's see what this is. Oh, it was a piece of shit.
0: Well, at least I saw it.
1: Exactly. I have no more, you know, I used to have that desire to be like, I've seen everything that's out, and now I'm like, fuck, I've seen like two
0: things. <laughs> yeah, right? I know, Yeah. Okay, well, this, okay, you know what, sorry, this dog is becoming a distraction, there you go. This dog is becoming like the third, uh, the third character in our podcast.
1: Of course, dogs usually take that role, and he's biting me again. Yes,
0: All thank right, you, dog. do we need to have, a you know, a, tef- a, a, te- a technical it- difficulties break?
1: No, Ben! No!
0: The best one on The Simpsons for the technical difficulties was the one with the cameraman who was all like, he was like... It's
1: the same episode.
0: No, he, Ooh, where he had the bottle yeah. and he was like... yep." Was that the same, same one? same episode. Oh, man, that was... <laughs> we are experiencing technical
1: difficulties. <laughs> and it had the picture of the drunk cameraman. Okay,
0: I didn't know that was the same one, but I knew there was a couple different <laughs> jokes like that. So, but anyway... Oh, anyway. Okay, so the Expendables trailer. Yeah. Awesome. Probably not going to be that great of a movie. Probably not. I mean
1: the last Rambo was at least goofily
0: enjoyable. So we'll see. I don't we know. We shall see. I, I, th- I did I will say that I think that Stallone toned down the style a bit since Rambo oh, Toned
1: Down was their style in the
0: No, in Rambo he t- sort of took the like Saving Private Ryan style and like amped it up a few notches. Where everything was like super, you know, uh, that shlo- the slow shutter, fast film speed kind of thing.
1: I don't think, I think you're remembering this incorrectly. From Rambo? From that the recent Rambo? Yeah, no, I know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it's not there. There's, there's almost no style and in that
0: movie. With, with the shaky camera and like, you know. Oh, whatever. I've seen that movie like five times. Well, good.
1: No, um, well, <laughs> the only the only movie that, like, having seen several of the previews for the summer so far, the only movie that makes me go "Gotta see that one" is the
0: Nolan picture. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that that looks pretty good. Um, well, it looks intriguing, and nothing else I've seen for this summer looks like oh.
1: I wonder what Mm. that's about.
0: (laughs) It doesn't scratch your beard like a a Bond villain,
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) or maybe a you know a Midwestern professor
0: or something. Yeah, Um. (laughs) Midwestern professor. I need the patches on my sleeves.
1: Exactly. Oh
0: Lord. Okay, we're Um, getting way off track. uh, Who cares? Okay, fine. Let's focus. Go ahead. What am I going ahead with? You said that you were talking. You were talking about the trailer for the Nolan picture, and it was the
1: only movie so far this summer that that looks intriguing. That's it. It's the only one that makes you think like, oh, it, you know, it's you know, most trailers are about nothing. They offer you clues to what it's about, but you just don't care at the end of most right. of them. But um, but that one, you're like, Ooh.
0: <laughs> intriguing, <laughs> interesting, exactly. And you got to end that with a K, by the way. Interesting. <laughs> of course. I don't know you where are. I picked that up, but
1: everyone's got to have a Euro villain in the <laughs> exactly. <somewhere. laughs>
0: Speaking of Euro villains, no. Um. Okay, so what what do you got next?
1: I don't know. What the crack.
0: Do we wanna go right it? do we wanna run through my eighties kick as fast as possible? Oh here 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 I can
1: actually use that, tra- that, that segue <laughs> okay. and make it make sense. Okay. Speaking of Eurovillains, how about the big Lebowski? Hey the and big the,
0: Lebowski and the nihilists. The nihilists. We thought we were going to get a million dollars. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing that accent right, but, um, no, The Big Lebowski, and we did, we talked before we went on air, whatever. Why Um, are you, I mean, good lord, we're like 25 episodes in and you're still doing the same joke. Okay, so, I'm not doing a joke, I'm genuinely confused. (laughs) Okay, (coughs) before we started recording this particular episode of our podcast, it's gonna be on the internet, um. Webs. Intertubes. Um. (laughs) <laughs> we uh we I, it's
1: gonna be going down the lazy river exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it tube, get no. it? Oh,
0: yes, I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Just wondering. Anyway, um, we had talked that we had talked before that we had sort of briefly talked about Coen Brothers movies. Yes, but we hadn't really talked necessarily specifically about
1: any Too of them any the right
0: yeah. but the big the le big Lebowski did I say the le big Lebowski le suddenly big Lebowski suddenly we moved to France
1: we <laughs> we um, oui, oui, have my cheese. <laughs> and the and the le big Lebowski there was like <laughs> 7 <laughs> it's like France via Milwaukee or something uh, you know the le big can. Lebowski the big <laughs> Lebowski eh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a <laughs> hoser
1: <laughs>
0: le hoser. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay, you got me on that. yes, one, I
0: did. okay. that was I'm not sure if that one was uh, the the best one I could get you on, but I'll just keep trying. okay anyway, Big Lebowski, um, I will say
1: <laughs> it's a great marmot,
0: th- man. Th- oh God, there are so many just awesome lines in that movie where she's just like, what and, and we just Johnson you know. <laughs> He's a <laughs> There's a
1: beverage here, man. Yeah. Oh
0: God! The, every single line in that movie practically is is quotable. And the thing is, funny is that there. When I watched it this time, mm-hmm. I, uh, I hadn't seen it in quite in quite a while, really. Yeah. And uh, I I got some lines that I hadn't really picked up earlier that I thought were great. Like when they're going when they're driving when uh, the dude and John Goodman are driving. And they're supposed to throw the money out the window mm-hmm. and he's like you're my friend man and i love you but you just gotta at some point face the fact that you're a moron <laughs> i mean that was a great line
1: <laughs> i don't know the line i use from that movie the most is it don't matter to jesus <laughs> 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 and honestly yeah. i spend like half my day explaining that but whenever I just want to say, you know, I don't care. I say it, it don't matter to Jesus. It don't matter
0: to Jesus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I fuck you on Saturday. <laughs> I fuck you on Wednesday too. Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, and then he's like, I love it when he's explaining uh, when John Goodman is explaining to Jeff Bridges, dude. He's a pedo ass. He uh, had to go. He served six months in Chino, and he had to go around to his whole neighborhood <laughs> explaining to everybody that he <laughs> was a child molester.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> the world. <laughs> Does not start and stop at your convenience, Donnie! Everybody knows. Huh? So,
0: anyway, Big Lebowski, I don't know how much there is to really say about it, because we could just keep doing lines all night. Care to,
1: care to take a go at the, the plot of the Big Lebowski? Sure,
0: okay. Um, if you dare. Oof, okay. <laughs> so, so, Stay out of Malibu! <laughs> man, I fucking hate the Eagles. So, Okay. The Big Lebowski, let's see if I can get this right uh, in ten sentences or less. Uh, Jeff Bridges plays the dude, whose last name is Lebowski, who is a complete loser. and did, No, wait, this is not, don't <laughs> be counting sentences. This is all one sentence. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of semicolons in this. Exactly, sentence. there's a lot of semicolons and ands. Yes. Um, so he plays the dude, who is a, this lazy, loser, burnout, hippie type. Who loves to bowl?
1: In time to room together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. we're, getting nice to we're getting to that. We're getting to that. And he he loves bowling. He uh, he. One night he comes home from bowling, and his, there's some there's two thugs in his apartment. They throw his ad, and they they dunk his head in the toilet, saying, "Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money?" Um, so basically, these thugs are mistaking him for another Lebowski who is a billionaire, uh-huh. who's Trophy wife played by a practically teenage Tara Reed. Yes. I'm sure.
1: I always thought it was AJ Langer.
0: Nope, it's Tara Reed. Huh. So, anyway, a practically teenage <laughs> Tara Reed who apparently had been gambling all her money away mm. all across town, owed all these people money. So, um, they thought, the thugs thought, the dude. Was the other Lebowski. Okay, so...
1: Little Lebowski, Big Lebowski. Anyway. Yes, okay,
0: Little Lebowski, Big Lebowski. Good, good name sake. Whatever. So, Little Lebowski goes to Big Lebowski, says, you owe me... You know, I wasn't looking for a play-by-play. Okay, just, mm. so... Little Lebowski goes to Big Lebowski, says, you need to pay me back for this rug that my uh, that your thugs peed on.
1: He says, fuck off. The Big Lebowski podcast, people. I, I apologize. Okay.
0: Go ahead. Hey, you, you want to do it? You can do it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but so, then, he re- the Big Lebowski recruits Little Lebowski to uh, do a ransom drop, because supposedly his wife has been kidnapped.
1: Right.
0: Um, machinations, machinations, machinations ensue. Yeah. Um, nobody knows if she kidnapped herself. Right. Or if she was actually kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, just
1: remembering that photo that the detective has <laughs> to present to her. Like, how can you take it back to the farm when I seen Gay Yeah. You know, it's just a, this desolate North Dakota Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it looks like oh, some. shit.
0: It looks like a picture of what's his name's farm. Um, uh, what's his name? Fish? That serial killer? Um, fish was his last name?
1: I don't know. Oh, what? What?
0: <laughs> I'm not up on my serial killers, ho ho. <laughs> well get on it. Um <coughs> so turns out the big or the little Lebowski was supposed to be this sort of patsy for the big Lebowski. And, right. and uh, you know, everybody gets sort of double crossed and it's complicated and I oh, should I'm not beautiful. have even I shouldn't have even attempted that. Yeah, and the I was hoping you'd pick up on it. I was. It was originally a joke. No, I was trying. I really was. (sighs) Just come
1: on, ruin everything, Amos.
0: Jeez, Are we breaking up? (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway, eighteen years.
1: Florida. Florida. And twenty five podcasts. <laughs> this is the end the podcast big, did it because of the big Lebowski. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's a great movie. It's one of the bigger cult movies. Certainly uh, one of the ah uh, one of the biggest uh, Cohen brothers cult.
0: Pictures. Sure. And honestly, I think that that movie, for a Cohen brothers movie, mm. that is a uh, sort of. Somewhat complicated, weird movie yeah. of theirs. Uh-huh. I think it's pretty accessible, though. Really,
1: well, sure, because right. it's, it it seems difficult, and but most
0: of the time it's just weird, like David Doolis <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, yeah. No, I mean it, it is very accessible because on one hand it's sort of complicated and goofy and weird with the old dream sequence where he's <laughs> flying through the air with to a Kenny Rogers, bowling. yeah, yeah. But um, it, on the other hand. When when you watch it, it comes across as something that's just funny, right? And you can you can get it, you know. You don't have to think too hard about it.
1: <laughs> the one
0: part I will say that I did not like about that movie that I thought sort of for whatever reason took me out of that movie a little bit mm. was Sam Elliott.
1: Oh, with his sarsaparilla.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to be. It well, was, the, was narrator, the narrator, but like what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me <my laughs> Coke. Uh, anyway, but, like, why did he show up in the bar? Like, who is he really supposed to be?
1: The narrator.
0: Okay, fine. I don't know.
1: It's the Coward Brothers.
0: All right, fine. You know what? We need to move on here because we're going to actually <laughs> end up getting in a fight over this whole thing. Yeah. <coughs> Hack it up. Thank guys. you. Yes. That hairball needs to come up. Okay. Uh, Where are we going now? Well, we're on a strange trip, my friend. <laughs> uh, a bunch of our ship fell off and nobody likes me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ship is cold and damp at night. My corset broke and I can't leave my cabin.
1: <laughs> it's the Klingon sir, Damn. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. not going to try that one. Um, okay. What the fuck? I don't know. Uh, Weird Science? You watched Weird Science?
0: Sure did. And uh, I will say that Weird Science, uh, John Hughes is considered a revered filmmaker. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that in, he earned it uh, if... Because of the fact that he made very many iconic movies Which right. I think that Weird Science Is sort of Not on the top level of those iconic movies But almost like half a step down Because people love Weird Science But I watched Weird Science uh-huh. And it is very uneven
1: No <laughs> What do you mean? The, Kelly LeBrock, Anthony Michael Hall, the other guy, and that, Bill Paxton.
0: The other guy. That's the thing. How would you, you like, like to be in a movie <laughs> that everybody in <laughs> their entire, in their, in the, like, three generations remember and well, just... you
1: have to be the other the guy that Anthony
0: Michael Hall... Right. You're always going to be the other guy. Exactly. Oh, man, that would suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Kelly LeBrock is worth the price of admission.
0: Ooh, I tell you what. I hadn't seen that movie in a while. And that that one scene, that really super iconic scene where she's standing in the doorway in her underwear. Wow.
1: Let's take a shower. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, isn't that a scene in the movie? Yeah,
0: well, they get in the shower and she's naked. She's like, ooh, isn't showering fun? That's what she says. (laughs) Because this is right after they create her. Uh And they're standing there in their jeans with their their, uh, sneakers on and shit. Yeah. But no, I it was. I
1: loved that movie when I was a kid, though. I couldn't get enough of it. Sure.
0: Well, the thing is, is it's it's every kid's sort of dream. You know, you make this perfect woman or whatever, uh-huh. and you don't. You know, she just does whatever you want, <laughs> and you and she does whatever she can for you, and whatever.
1: Don't they make an ICBM too?
0: Yeah, they forget to hook up the doll at the end because they're going to make the another girl for Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. and the other guy. His friend. And it's on the (laughs) Time Magazine with the little clips. Instead of being on a doll, they're on the Time Magazine. But no, it, it, it was actually relatively embarrassing actually watching it. Embarrassing for Anthony Michael Hall when he that whole big long extended scene where he's supposed to be drunk and he's doing this weird like jive pimp talk. I was just going, please stop. (laughs) <laughs> please just really stop so I,
1: maybe I've barred it from my memory I don't remember that really it well, sounds familiar but I don't really she,
0: remember it. well she takes him out at, and this is not too long after they first create her uh-huh. she takes him out to like party and they go to this bar in Chicago mm-hmm. it's just like this black bar uh, and there's all these like black guys and there's like older black guys and stuff and Anthony Michael Hall gets all drunk and he has this Pimp hat on, and he's doing this weird, like, jive pimp talk.
1: Come on, you know, just, just that sounds funny, and you have to be wrong,
0: okay? Yeah, I don't know. I just when I was watching, I was going, oh, just stop. Yeah. So anyway, weird, I don't have a whole hell of a lot to say about weird science, except for that um, it was fairly jarring to see uh, Robert Downey Jr. that young before he got his teeth fixed. <laughs>
1: Well, but, I mean, there's plenty of pictures you can see in that young with, like, less than zero and all that stuff. From the 80s.
0: Yeah, but in that movie, he looked super young. I don't yeah. know if maybe they did that on purpose or something, but... Curious thing is he hasn't changed much. Well, yeah, if you watch Weird Science, yeah, he has.
1: Not really.
0: Not necessarily, maybe, his acting style so much, but his... All I don't right. think his
1: look is much different. He just gotten a little older, but he looks exactly the same. <laughs> okay, well, but that's... it's not as bad as say Ralph Macchio.
0: Oi. but yeah. it's, it's it's well. Have you seen Anthony Michael Hall lately?
1: Anthony Michael Hall looks like he went through a few too many binges. Yeah. Whether it be food or booze, I don't know. But...
0: Probably both. <laughs> well,
1: no, but see, okay. he looks big and puffy.
0: Yeah, and like kind of haggard. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's my question though and I don't want to talk about Weird Science too long because everybody's seen Weird Science and everybody has their own opinions about it. But, here's my question. Has there been another woman who was in a movie that sort of made that big of a splash
1: mm-hmm.
0: because every kid in the 80s from the 80s, whatever mm-hmm. remembers Kelly LeBrock as this really hot girl mm-hmm. who went from that And basically parlayed it into absolutely nothing. She married fucking Steven Seagal. Yeah, and she was in one of his movies, and she didn't even look that good in that movie. (laughs) So what happened? I don't know.
1: What happened? What happened?
0: What happened? You're pissing me off
1: big time. Oh god. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe a Bo Derek from Ten.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be comparable, I think. I'm not sure if that was quite as... I think that was bigger culturally, but... But, yeah, I mean, Kelly LeBrock, I mean, what what the hell happened? Where'd you go? You know? And then didn't she show up on, like, Celebrity Fat Club or whatever she it is? She was on Celebrity Fit Club. And she wasn't wrongfully accused.
1: Come on. That's, oh, guess,
0: well, not God.
1: I Ooh. love wrongfully accused, not the only one. I love needs water. Um... <laughs> Richard Crenna, Kelly LeBrock, and Leslie
0: Nielsen in one picture. Can you fucking believe it? I couldn't. I know. I'm the only person that liked it. No, I thought that was a fairly funny movie. Maybe not as funny as you thought it was, but... I don't know. Right.
1: I'll never forget that getting out of the the
0: jalopy thing, where he just keeps bouncing. <laughs> right?
1: I, you were like staring at me like I was a crazy person, but I could not stop laughing. Yeah,
0: I was kind of wondering. I was like, I'm wondering why Phil is like pissing himself right now. <laughs> it struck my funny bone. <laughs> hey, you know what? It does. Uh, things happen. Anyway, okay, so weird, weird science. Weird science. I, it, you know, one thing too that I actually, the, my last thing I'm going to say about it is I was surprised. I was really surprised actually that that movie got a pg-13 rating why there's tons of cussing in it Mm. there's i mean really a lot there's um not a lot of nudity but some like Uh,
1: full-on nudity
0: yeah and uh i mean but there's a lot of cussing Mm -hmm. and just i mean i just for literally now if you put that movie out now just with this the language alone would rate an R. I was, sh- I was shocked, honestly, that got PC-13. So, whatever. Okay. You look like you're about to fall asleep. We're moving on. All right. Oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> I agree. Moving <laughs> on. Our next item up for discussion. The Wrong! of the show. I'm a llama ding dong.
0: <laughs> you're going to talk today. Tell me about The Departed. Oh, The Departed. And as it has to be called, The Departed. <laughs> the Departed, right? You can't, you can't, you gotta drop your ass.
1: <sighs> and a horrid Boston accent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <coughs>
0: okay, <coughs> I really... Thank you, doggy. Thank you, doggie. Um, I really like The Departed. Um, many people, there was one, it was one of those movies where, in my opinion, and I... You know, this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Many, many people really liked this movie. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason there was this odd backlash against this movie. Mm -hmm. Where uh, so many people liked it. Then people tried to find things. It's like, oh, well, actually, it wasn't that good because of this and this and this. And I really do like that movie. There are some parts of it that are relatively kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... Overall, I think it's a really good movie.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't know too many people who've ever disagreed with it being that good a, uh, that good a movie. I've never met anybody who didn't like it.
0: Yeah. No, I, the, thing, the funny thing is, is when I mean this backlash that I've, that I've sort of f- heard from it, it's like, okay, well, after the sixth time you watch it, um, Nicholson's performance becomes a little bit uh, hackneyed or something. And it's like, well... <laughs> It's Jack Nicholson. He's
1: playing Nicholson. Um, you know, there's not much original left in that guy. I think that's why he's retired for all intents and purposes. Right, right. But um, I don't know. I I enjoy that movie. It doesn't make me like Leo DiCaprio any more than I did before, which is not much.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. I agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I think I, you know. I don't know. I'm sick of Matt Damon. I really. I don't like him so much anymore. Used yeah. to like him. Goodwill Hunting, I, was, I loved Matt Damon. Now, eh,
0: eh. Yeah, but okay, but think about it though. When you saw, when that movie came out, you didn't feel that way at that time though, right? I think that was the tipping point. I'm... So that was sort of like the end of Matt Damon for you? Yeah. Yeah?
1: I don't know. Uh, I like the movie. I think it's done well, for certain. Um, it's certainly an improvement on the original which is uh, the in. Hong Kong masterpiece Infernal Affairs. <laughs> that is such which, a bad name. Oh, come on. Come it's on. a translation of something or other. Um, but well, Of course, there have been like 18 sequels to, to Infernal Affairs. Um, I but, know that. Yes, there are. Um, but it's, it's... I get sick of it. I haven't watched it in years.
0: Yeah? I think I've just uh, watched... Eh okay man oh, yeah. come on you know what this isn't a visual podcast come on
1: I mean I, I like Scorsese but this this fucking marriage between him and Leo grates on me cause I don't like Leo yeah and well, so I'm forced to endure these movies
0: and go Leo is fine even though I don't want to say it right Whatever. well no I understand what you mean and I don't think that Leonardo DiCaprio necessarily takes anything away from the what? movie yeah but I'm not sure that I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that they couldn't have gotten a better actor for that particular part. Yeah. Well, the,
1: the honestly, the thing for me is, okay, I always had a problem with the ending because neither of them were very good um, in the original and in the Departed. So you've got in the original the Matt Damon character like, turns around when Leo DiCaprio gets killed, when the Leo DiCaprio character gets killed and becomes a good cop and, like, takes down the rest of the okay. the gang. Sure. Um, And, to me, while that's less believable for American audiences, it's a better ending. This one, with the whole Marky Mark thing, I was like, whatever. You
0: see, that's one thing that I never really understood. Is It's like, how did Marky Mark know that that was him? That he was the you know, the traitor, uh-huh. whatever. And from and then Marky Mark just disappears. And I know they do explain it in the movie saying that he's pissed off and he's going to turn in his papers and, you know, I'm gone, whatever. And okay, fine. But it doesn't really, it sort of, it's this odd little, even though they try to explain it, it's this odd little gap mm. where it's just, he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's a fairly major character through the whole movie and then all of a sudden he's just gone. Then all Then all of a sudden at the end he just shows up again. Yeah. And how did he know that it was Matt Damon?
1: <laughs> really? I know. You know.
0: Unless Leonardo DiCaprio somehow told him, and nobody knew, like, they never said to the audience, oh, by the way, Leo told him, you know, whatever.
1: Well, it seems to me there was some
0: giveaway, like,
1: I can't remember, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it seems to me there was some... Well, reason.
0: but see, I just watched it a couple of days ago, and I was, and I knew, I mean, obviously I knew how it ended. Oh. Uh. And I couldn't find a giveaway for that. Oh. Anyway, so Boston looked good.
1: I can Yeah, say.
0: yeah. Well, and I think that um, I think that overall, Nicholson was pretty good in that. Yeah, there were a few scenes where I just sort of went, "Oh, come on, let's you know, <laughs> really." Yeah. You know, that um, the scene where he's screaming at his um, the guy about how this
1: ain't reality TV. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs>
1: Um, but for me, of the, what is it now, four Leo DiCaprio, Martin so Scorsese team-ups? Well, there's... Gangs, Departed, Aviator, and, Shel- and there's Shutter Island.
0: Shutter Island, yeah.
1: So, for me, the Aviator's the one
0: to see. Hmm. That's the best of any of those four. See, now, to me, I would say it would be the Departed. Because eh. maybe it was just the, maybe just the Aviator was not my sort of cup of tea. I mean... I thought that one thing I did really like about The, uh, about the Departed though
1: uh-huh.
0: was that I think that pretty much any supporting character in that movie
1: yeah.
0: was well done. Even well, that's though, for sure. They were even, all
1: fleshed out. That's...
0: Even if they had just a small part you kind of went oh okay that's that guy. I mean that, you know, he is an actual character. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well that's the benefit of having Martin Scorsese as your director.
0: And a lot of copy. <laughs> is there ready? <laughs> I better? think you should avoid more coffee. But I mean, the one guy that I really liked for some reason, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. And he's such a minor character. I mean, he's a, he's sort of one of these middling characters. Was the guy that, um, and I swear I can't remember his name, but he was this sort of Irish guy, younger guy, uh, dark hair, and he, he was the guy that Jack Nicholson went off on about this ain't reality TV when the body of the guy got discovered in the marsh, mm. and he goes, oh, I took all night to take that out there in the marsh and drag it out. I feel embarrassed. You know? Do
1: you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. For some reason that guy, I always liked that guy.
1: <laughs> my favorite part of the movie, my the best for me, the best performance
0: in the picture, Vera Farmiga. Oh, I knew you were going to say that and I knew I was going to disagree. <laughs> I didn't like her. I, I'm not sure why. I think that she looked very, like... She had this real deer-in-the-headlights look the whole time. Maybe she should have. Maybe that was her character, but... Yeah. um, I don't know. I just... One thing, though, an odd impression that I got from that movie... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not impression, but... My thing was, is that, that when I... Even from the first time I saw that movie, I was thinking... I kind of wanted Matt Damon to sort of, in a way, sort of, like, get away with it. Yes. Or, like, you know, not, you know, I don't know. Because there was the one scene where he was kind of saying to, uh, to the, you know, his girlfriend, oh, maybe we should start over in a new city. And he was sort of trying to say, I want to get away from all this and all this stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it was even that. For some reason, I wanted Matt Damon to sort of get away with it. Yeah, even though he was such a two faced shit, <laughs> you know. Uh
1: huh. Well, that, I think that's what I was saying earlier is that in some ways that wasn't the most satisfying of endings.
0: Okay. Well, you know what shocked me though was when Leonardo DiCaprio got shot. Like when the the, the elevator doors open, bang, he gets shot. When I first the first time I saw that movie, and I think I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. I was just kind of like, <laughs> like was like, whoa, what? You know,
1: <laughs> well, see, I had seen Infernal Affairs.
0: So I, I hadn't. Though, I knew
1: what was coming,
0: but I was just like, "What? Oh my god!" You know. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you think if you had to take The Departed uh-huh. and and sort of, I guess, rework the ending just a little bit? What would you have done if it That's was you?
1: Such a hard thing. I don't know that that ending. I mean none of the endings that I've seen to that story work out satisfactorily the The one from the original is too abrupt and the one from this one is too negative so I don't know there's it's like yeah. Yeah, there's gotta be some middle ground but 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 one's far too positive and the other's far too negative sure and so I don't know
0: I don't know, what do you do? What, do you put Matt Damon in jail and you give Leonardo DiCaprio his life and he goes and becomes some fucking no, crabber? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um,
1: no, that's far too positive, but um, I don't know. I don't know what it's, you it, can do. I, I always felt, even when I first saw it, like the ending was just like, what the hell was that? The, with the Marky Mark thing, I was like, "Well, that was uh, that just that." Uh, and maybe to some reason that that affects my relationship with the picture. Sure. But when the ending is just such a, whoa, was that? Thing, yeah. You know, it it kind of affects how you view the rest of the picture. Sure. That's why there's that old thing, you know. No matter what you tell them in the movie, give them a happy ending, and they'll love right. the picture.
0: Right. This well, movie,
1: you're like, it's a great movie. What the fuck was that?
0: Right. See, I think almost what you had, to, what you might have to do with that movie to make instead of having Mark and Mark come back and shoot him mm-hmm. for some weird... I think what that was, that was influenced by them thinking that the evil must be punished kind of thing. Right. Okay, but to me maybe the best thing to do would be to show that Matt Damon was just alone. You know? Didn't yeah. have his baby with Mirror Formiga. Uh-huh. Didn't have, uh, you know, even his neighbors at the end, you know, wouldn't even talk to him. You know, whatever. He didn't have his uh, benefactor anymore. Maybe that would be a satisfying ending, you know?
1: I, I think it would have been more.
0: But how do you how do you really depict that?
1: Though? Tonally, it would have been more on. I think. Yeah. Where? Because the movie's all about all these games, but at the end, he's won the game and found it lacking. So I think it would have sure. been better to just have that be your ending.
0: Yeah. See, I always thought that maybe you should just have him just sort of be, you know. Just maybe the last shot would just be him sitting in his apartment at the table, you know, with a bagel going, shit. You know, whatever. (laughs) Staring out at Knob Hill, right? And I will say this I cannot believe Scorsese did that at the end with that last shot out there looking at the Capitol with the rat crawling across the thing. I'm like, really? Can you be a little more obvious, please? (laughs) You could just put the words up on there he was a rat.
1: Ha ha! Hey, get it! Time
0: for a smoke break. you I was gonna just
1: say, motherfuckers, uh, we'll be
0: back. What's going on? Oh, okay. Sorry, technical difficulties there.
1: That you know nothing about.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Shit, theater of mind. I forgot. Exactly. Okay. So just to finish up, Departed. Um, I really did like that movie. I thought that that movie um, it was. It was well-constructed, but somewhat not as well thought out,
1: maybe? Well, I think it was well-constructed, and they did as much as possible to Americanize that story. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I it's like I enjoy the movie, but more and more I just don't want to watch it anymore.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, because whenever I... And I thought the same thing, and I went to go watch it the other night, and I was like...
1: Oh, uh, you know,
0: whatever. I, this is sort of a fallback movie in a way. Mm-hmm. But, and I was watching, I'm going, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. But then I still watch the whole damn thing. You know, Everybody
1: has those movies. Like me, I you know every now and again, once every six months or so, I have to sit down and watch Master and Commander. That's just something I <laughs> yeah. have to do. It's like, I gotta watch it. I, <laughs> like I actually went out and bought it on Blu-ray so I could watch it because we have all our DVDs packed up. Yeah. So, there it is on My Blu-ray. movie
0: like that used to be Aliens. Really? Yeah, that used to be that movie for me.
1: I don't know. For some reason, Master and Commander it just speaks to me.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, good enough. I don't know why. Anyway, all right. So, um, you know, Departed, good movie. Uh, not, I wouldn't necessarily say great movie. Yeah, but, but, but I good, would say what of score says he's worth a look. Yeah. Well, and it basically Gangs in New York was the same movie. Yeah. Practically. Almost. Uh, and it's so much better than Gangs New York.
1: <laughs> I have a soft spot for Gangs.
0: Well, I do too, only because of the time period. I like exactly. the time period yeah, yeah. and like, the setting. Mm-hmm. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: It's good. it's good if you're into history. Sure. Okay, so, moving on. Yes. Um, I don't know what else. Did you want to talk about Tron? Tron. Um, we have mentioned many times the uh, trailer, I think in like three episodes. So, yeah. unless has recently re- revisited the original. Re- yeah,
0: I, I just went and watched the original Tron. <laughs> and um, I will say that it's a very oddly. The time, the, the, the passage of time has treated that movie oddly. Only because there was, to me, in my mind, and if you disagree with me, let me know. Mm. But um, there was three distinct periods of time for that movie for me. When I was a kid and I watched it, I went, "Whoa, that's cool," you know, because it was like the computer graphics, and I was five or whatever the fuck it was, right? And then, and then after a while, I went, "Oh man, Tron, that looks fucking weak," you know, that's <laughs> bullshit. Then when I watched it to just now, like literally like two days ago, I thought, you know what, actually. If you release Tron at as it stands right now it would be a it would be considered a very uh somewhat artistic sort of movie and I and I told you this before but there there's a, there's a some sort of descriptive word that is eluding me right now and I the best I can come up with is like minimalistic or sort of almost surrealistic or mm. but you look well, it certainly has a vision,
1: and it and it knows what it wants. Sure. And and I think on its own terms, yeah, it re, it remains a great movie, and it remains an interesting movie.
0: Sure. It's it's funny though to hear the the real super outdated computer terms or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, hell,
1: go watch go watch Hackers. And then, yeah. I've got a sixty four kps. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Two months later, that was out of date. Right. No, but the funny thing about Tron is that it, it's like the style at this point even still kind of does hold up. Sure. And who would have thought that the first movie to use computer graphics that extensively or whatever it was mm-hmm. would still hold up this much, this <laughs> this long, you know? You know, speaking of old computer
1: graphics, I always remember, You know, and I think you said you watched it, Escape from New York. yeah. Um, the whole scene where he's in the thing and he's looking at all those those supposedly digital version of the city as he's flying over it in the, in uh-huh. the glider, yeah, yeah, uh, not so much. No, they, I they figured out that it was a hell of a lot cheaper just to build the city with the little lighted bars all
0: around it and yep.
1: film it like that than yep. to, to attempt to do it computer generated. Yep,
0: that's funny because I was actually watching that movie, ironically enough, today. <laughs> and thought of that exact story, where <laughs> it was cheaper to actually build a model with the little bars of light and say, "Oh, this is computer graphics." Exactly. I mean, come on, <laughs> no. But uh, Tron actually, like I said, it's it. Um, it's one of those movies that it's sort of. It's not. It's not dated as much as it is like well, sort of a time stamp.
1: Well, I don't. I would never call it dated because it was so ahead of its time that it still seems somewhat fresh. Sure, sure. And, and that's Especially why... Especially as we get into these, more, these games you're supposed to play all the time and they're supposed to be such immersive experience. Like World
0: of Warcraft and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and The Sims.
1: Yeah, yeah. On a more boring level. But,
0: um, <laughs> but you know what's funny is I, I was actually really looking for, when I was watching Tron, I was sort of looking for all these... Like, I was sort of doing the cynical thing. I was going okay, where are they going to really fuck it up here? <laughs> and honestly, the only time that you ever really see something that looks very, um, it doesn't look good, there's a few shots where the green screen really kind of shifts, like it shakes almost. Yeah. But really, that is that is such a minor little quibble yeah. that I'm like, wow, you know, the, the, and the, the, the production design, mm-hmm. you know, and everything, and I was like, wow, this, this movie really actually holds up. It's kind of weird. Yeah,
1: I you know, and, and maybe it's just on a grander level, but it's similar movie and a similar uh, flop is the black hole.
0: Oh, the black
1: hole! I like and the black and hole. some of its special effects really don't hold up, like the fucking robot, uh, voiced by Roddy McDowell. But um, some of its special effects hold up today.
0: Well, was Tron a flop?
1: A giant one. Was it a big one?
0: Oh, okay. Well, but now they make making Tron Legacy. Was gonna make. Mm-hmm.
1: A- anytime there's a sequel like twenty-five years later, the original probably wasn't that yeah. well receptive.
0: Yeah. Okay, well I was just gonna s I, I mean, I just had this very odd impression of trying because I hadn't seen it in so long. The only reason I really wanted to talk about it at all, really, was that um it just I was I was sort of impressed by the fact that it's still you kinda look at it, and you still go, Okay, look, if I made that movie now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people would be like, Oh, That's very um, impressionistic or minimalistic or whatever you want to say.
1: I don't know. know. One thing that always stays with me is David Warner's office. (laughs) Yeah. It's like just black with a big black desk. And I thought that was cool. (laughs) Well, and then the
0: the, the whole desk is the computer. And there's no actual uh, keyboard. It's just the touch type thing, whatever. I always thought that was cool. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, anyway. Bit of geekdom. Yeah, yeah, we sort of geeked out there for a second.
1: Well, so I've seen a few. All right. And I will lightly
0: go over a couple. I think I've dominated this podcast so far. Sorry so about far. That, so so
1: it's, it's my turn. To hit it.
0: Um, so in the past
1: week and a half or so, I've seen a few uh notables include Angels and Demons. Um, and I must admit yeah. Ron Howard movie I didn't hate. Ooh. And considerably leagues better than the fucking Da Vinci Code. The really? Da Vinci Code is a turd. I, I, I use yeah. that term too much. But it is a horrible. <laughs> no, right, and uh and this movie had a much more fleshed out and interesting plot. You could see some of the machinations coming at the end. But it was much more interesting than Da Vinci Code ever did. The Da Vinci Code always had the problem, in uh, uh, it was elemental, in that when you read the book, it seemed interesting. Sure. But really, the plot could have been dealt with on like four pages. Yeah. And the rest of it was exposition about the history of the church and Mother Mary and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And and there, so really, I mean, there were like five characters. You figured out by like page twenty five who was the villain, sure. and you were just you just waited for for it to happen. Yeah, this one's much better. And you like, know, I
0: still have the Angels and Demons on my little cue uh, to instant watch on netflix yeah and so now i'm gonna have to go home and watch it <laughs> but anyway go ahead sorry
1: but it, it's it's much better some some better performances i like the italian chick who's in it
0: better uh hairstyle on ron on tom hank's part
1: <sighs> oh my jesus and he lost a couple pounds so he didn't look quite <laughs> so puffy he did look a little
0: doughy in the, the first like one
1: it. yeah i don't know so Castaway fucked fuck that guy up yeah, well, lose, you know, gaining and then losing all that right. way—it just fucked him up. Well,
0: it's funny because I always got the impression that uh, in the Da Vinci Code that Dan Brown mm. was describing himself. Basically, did you ever see the picture on the back yeah. of the book? I'm uh-huh. like, he's describing himself. Come <laughs> on, man! <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean... uh, If if I was going to write a book, I'd write a book about a dashing guy with black hair and black glasses and... And long sideburns. Long sideburns and And goatee. Blocky glasses. Yes. And, you know...
1: With a few tattoos. Exactly. He's the man. (laughs) (laughs) But not me. No. Not not me at all. (laughs) Push (laughs) off. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But anyway, I, I, I... This is one amongst uh, a handful, at most, Ron Howard movies I can recommend.
0: Good. Good deal. I'm going to watch it when I get home. Good deal. And you know what? Actually, speaking of Ron Howard, I just read this today, and I cannot believe this.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: okay. Remember how I said that I had watched some Riff Trax movies? Yeah. Okay. One of the ones I watched was Batman. To me, Ron...
1: not to our audience. Oh, yeah.
0: You wouldn't remember, audience. But <laughs> you don't matter. It, anyway it only has to make sense to us, people. Okay, so, one of the ones, one of the riff tracks I watched was oh. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Biggest turd in the history of turds. Okay. So, who was that written by? Akiva Goldsman. Yes. And, I just read today yes. that there is this giant deal made to make three movies and a TV series out of the gunslinger... Stephen yes. King books.
1: I, I read that the other day.
0: Okay, who is going to be the writer of the movies? Akiva Goldman. Ron who, Howard loves Akiva. Who is going to direct those movies? Ron Howard. Ron Howard is way too OP to direct those movies. <laughs> yeah. I just have to put that on record. This will be out on the interwebs forever and ever. Amen. Oh, and I suppose
1: since we get complaints about it, uh, some basic plot elements for Angels and Demons... Uh, so we all know who uh, Robert Langdon is. Some symbolologist.
0: Well, symbologist, because they get all the ass, dude. Of course. Seriously.
1: So um, Pope dies, uh, whilst the the rest of the cardinals are are in um,
0: whatever electing a new pope.
1: Exactly. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so then um, bomb I, in the Vatican.
0: Thank you, Amos! It's too bad this was not a visual podcast. Phil <laughs> <laughs> just gave me the look of death and I just about
1: died. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, a rather mystical bomb in the, uh, in the Vatican that's going to blow the entire place up. And it's got a lot of papal machinations and it's a lot about the church.
0: I'm not sure if it was anti-church or not, but it was close. It was... That was funny because well, I read the book. I haven't seen the movie yet. I did read the book. Uh, it came very close to being anti-Catholic, but it was weird because you, are, you sort of got this sort of undercurrent of, oh, the Catholic Church is great, but just there are certain people in it that aren't. Yeah. So. Anyway. But that was that, was that movie.
1: Um, and so I guess it's a thumbs up for me. But uh, what was another one I saw? We went to see uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians,
0: The Lightning Thief, another impossibly titled film. Oh, God. Um, Phil, you know what? We need to write a movie that has, like, a two-page title. You know? Indeed. I mean... Like, like that cry for help of Fiona Apple's second
1: album. Oh, title. God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, so, this movie, directed by Chris Columbus, who is the most talentless... Big director in Hollywood um, proves again his talentlessness.
0: <laughs>
1: Franciscusness. Um, no, he has no
0: such thing as Franciscusness. <laughs> I will not stand anyway, for
1: that. I don't know. The guy is the most bland director ever. And to me, movies should never be made the way this movie is made.
0: You're yeah.
1: telling a, a somewhat dark story concerning Greek gods and their wrath upon the earth. You go to Hades, and it's it's done in this bizarrely comic fashion and sometimes that just doesn't fucking work.
0: It's not Philip's you know, uh, you know, bogus journey I there, mean, right?
1: It, he's got this like protector who's a fawn um okay. on his little journeys and uh How is a fawn going to protect you from anything? I, he kicks things with his goat legs. Oh, God. um okay.
0: <laughs> continue. But <laughs> guy's like <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that just for some reason that was like one of those comedy grenades. You pull the pin, throw it, it goes off a minute later.
1: <laughs> um, but it was he was uh, like there were certain places of it, and the fawn was the worst. That were really overwritten to sound young. Okay. And it just like Juno work. kind of yeah yeah like the first twenty minutes of Juno. Oh, Lord. But this was this was just too peppy too. Like, a lot of it was just too peppy, and the guy, Logan Lerman, or whatever the fuck his name is, who plays Percy, goes over the top with it and is too cutesy, and I don't know, a lot of the better elements of the story kind of get shafted by this cutesiness that infects the movie.
0: See, that's what I've always said, I'll have no truck with cute.
1: It's shot too brightly, it's, I don't know, I, that, it's, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is when you make a movie and it's not meant for like five year olds and it's shot so brightly. It gets yeah. me. Yeah. It, it no, I know annoys what you mean. me.
0: I know what you mean. It's like um, well, and this is a weird analogy I guess, but it's sorta of like the uh, uh, CSI Miami. Yeah. It's dark, you know, I mean that's a that's a show basically about hookers getting killed at rap parties, pretty much every week, right? <laughs> every week, yeah. And it's it's all these bright, shiny colors all well, the no, time. Well, no,
1: but but see that I, I would actually say because the CSIs are shot with a pretty good filter so that they kind of look musky. And maybe it's just my my what I've chosen as my filmic upbringing. Yeah, where my three favorite directors are Ridley Scott, uh, John Carpenter, and Peter Hyams. Yes, Peter Hyams. Um, <laughs> and they all shoot every movie, no matter what the topic. Fairly grainy and dark, and I like it. Sure, no, I have no problem with that. And and for me, all movies, no no movie should you it feel like the sun is
0: actually shining on you.
1: Yeah, I, unless I, it's a kids movie.
0: I know what you mean. I do.
1: I don't. I don't know. That, it's so hard to explain. But there's just, no, I
0: understand it. Well, I'm not sure if the audience understands it, but yeah. I understand it. So fuck you, audience. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Figure wow. it out, people. I'm, getting, I'm just getting belligerent right <laughs> Oh, speaking of Peter Hyams, I'll come back to Peter Hyams, but okay. go ahead. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Percy Jackson the Lightning Thief, uh,
1: for the pieces of the movie it works, I give it a thumbs up. For the pieces of the movie that don't, it gets a th-
0: thumbs down. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know what, to be honest with you, I will have to say that I haven't even seen it. And I would almost say, just from what you were talking about, just the fact that Chris Columbus is the director, I would have to say I'm going to avoid it. Yeah. Honestly, Chris Columbus to me, what, and this is my opinion of anything that he's made. Okay, fine. He made Home Alone. Great. That was his type of movie. That was this sort of wholesome, you know, uh, pablum, whatever. (laughs) But anything other than that type of thing, and I mean, he made the first, what, two Harry Potters? And, and like, they're the worst entries. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, I don't get He's, why... I I, I I stick by
1: it. He's the blandest major yeah, director in definitely. Hollywood. Only Ron Howard competes with him. Exactly.
0: Ooh, <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. Exactly. That was <laughs> the devil speaking out of me. <laughs> um, but, I mean... Okay, and that goes back to my objection to Ron Howard directing the fucking Dark Tower series. Can you imagine how much better that would be if somebody like... Um, Christ even Brian singer, yeah, would do that, uh-huh, of course Brian singer would turn it into some I don't know if gay analogy
1: um. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know if Brian singer's the right choice someone you know you know who
0: and... I would pick hmm. would be um what's his what's his fuck from it made seven
1: Fincher. Fincher would be a good choice, yeah. But he's gotten a little uppity about it, so I don't know. Yeah, what you're do. probably
0: right. They, uh, they he would take like he would take the three movies and make him into seven, and nothing would ever happen in any oh, of them. Come on! <laughs> I love Fincher, but you know what?
1: I don't know. I I, I just
0: I, I oh come on, spit it out. I
1: couldn't I, I couldn't quite do uh, Benjamin Button. And, uh, to me, and, you know, I don't want to, like, alienate our listeners if I haven't already, but I fucking hate Forrest Gump, like, No Tomorrow, and to me, that was just too close. It was, like, settled right up there, like, I'm a southern movie about a weird ancient guy who lives forever and does all this shit that impacts over the rest of the world, so I'm not Forrest Gump, but I'm kind of like Forrest Gump, so like me.
0: Yeah, no, Forrest Gump can suck on it, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. Anyway. But, so, anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay, anyway. <coughs>
1: wow. I said that like eight times in a row. I'm, I'm going all Martin Scorsese um, <laughs> <laughs> Young.
0: We need to do some reshoots.
1: <laughs> the other movie I saw, and perhaps this will generate an interesting discussion, was The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus.
0: Okay, see, now I haven't seen it, but I know the whole story of it. and yeah. Obviously, this is, if anybody out there doesn't know, spoiler alert Heath Ledger's dead. Oh, jeez. I just brought he that should. to a crashing halt.
1: Oh hall. my god, I miss him so much. No, Heath
0: Ledger, that was the movie that he was making after Correct. The Dark Knight and he and died. So it's, it's, it's an
1: interesting part of the movie is that they got through... A, you can tell w- at what point he died. Yeah. Because they'd done all their location shoots. Right. And it was only the dream sequences where the other three show up. Okay. So, okay. So here's the story. Uh, if I can figure Go it ahead. out. So, um... Uh Dr. Parnassus is played by Christopher Plummer and he's got his daughter and a couple other people in tow and um they go around doing a show uh in which people when they pass through this mirror in the show, when they get up on stage and go through the mirror, they're actually in Dr. Parnassus' head. Okay. And he is enabling their imaginations to create a world. Okay. Um, to try and free them of whatever bonds or whatever in their head. Um So, uh, they find Heath Ledger who, um, who has lost his memory, but is like, um, ran a failed corrupt charity, you find out. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and, uh, but, uh, uh, and he kind (laughs) of reinvigorates the thing. But, so, uh, Dr. Parnassus has made a wager with the devil. Yeah. Or, or no, he made a deal with the devil So he could fall in love with this lady And grow old with her And they had a child And the deal with the devil said that on her 16th birthday She would go. She would be the, the devil's property The daughter Okay um, And so the girl is going to be turning 16 in two days The devil, played by Tom, waits Of course, um, I yes. mean obviously <laughs> Comes and says Okay, well, if you can win over five souls In the next two days You can keep your daughter
0: Win over five souls to what?
1: To his side. Essentially, Dr. Parnassus is good, and what okay. you experience in his mind, in the Imaginarium,
0: okay. is good. Gotcha. And the devil is bad. No. The devil's bad? You, you, I've been lied, you, lied to! You
1: encounter the devil in the Imaginarium, and you're faced with a choice. Okay. Like, the first one we see, this totally blitzed uh, guy goes in there, and he's and he's a, going through his little Imaginarium, and he's doing all this stuff. And off to the side, you see um, you see a bar it's got all the red X's, and, right. and it goes in there, and it blows up, and, uh, and, and Dr. Dr. Parnassus has lost that one.
0: Sure, it. Gotcha. So,
1: um, I will say this, it's an interesting movie, and as all um, Terry Gilliam's movies are, it's kind of interesting to watch, but I think more and more over the years, he has lost the ability to craft movies. Okay. There's there's zero pacing for like the the first thirty or forty minutes of the movie, almost nothing happens, and you <laughs> don't find out anything about anything that's happening.
0: Oh and, God, yeah. And then. so
1: you know, I'm wandering around here like doing the dishes.
0: <laughs> You're like, is like, anything you know, happening yet? No. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> and so finally, it's it, up it with gets this fucking there, but, movie. But it's like, uh, come on, let's move on. Right. But uh, to, with the Heath Ledger thing, he's. Good in a Terry Gilliam kind of way. And... Um, meaning that he's aggressively over the top. That's
0: a very specific per- performance, though. I mean, look at uh, Bruce Willis in 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Which, to me, honestly, is, for one, the most accessible, which is saying a lot. <laughs> uh, and, to me, like, I think the, mo- the best Terry Gilliam movie, to me, is 12 Monkeys.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: People will always say Brazil, but... You know, Brazil was fucking honestly. Brazil was semi retarded. (laughs) Uh, Just that's my opinion. Terry Gilliam. Let me know if you disagree. (laughs) But Um, the best, the best Terry Gilliam movie that I've seen is Twelve Monkeys.
1: Okay. I don't know if I agree. My favorite Gilliam picture will always be Baron Munchausen. Um, I
0: was never a big fan of that because I was never, and this is the reason why. Is that I was never... Oh, oh, phone call. Pause. Okay, damn it. We had to pause this for a damn solicitation call. (laughs) Alright, anyway. My point was, is that the reason that I didn't like Baron Munchausen Mm -hmm. was that even as a kid, which that came out pretty much when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah,
1: 89, 90.
0: Yeah. Um, I was never into that real sort of like, Oh, it's a big fantasy world, oh, and It's so crazy, kind of thing. I never like that, and that's how we'll describe it. Whatever. And do not look at me like that. You'd well deserved. Um, I don't know. I'll never get
1: over the whole scene with um Jonathan Price and Sting in that movie where they've been fighting this battle for uh, forever, and Sting is like a really heroic guy. And Jonathan Brookes goes, "We'll throw him over the wall because <laughs> yeah. we can't any, have any of those heroics around." Right, right. It makes no. Me really I laugh. mean, there are
0: very there are good scenes in that movie and everything. Mm. I don't. I will not dispute that. But my thing was is that I always liked Twelve Monkeys, uh, just because it really sort of hit the 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 balance between being super paranoid and weird and just over the top kind of, yeah. and then actually something that you could sort of get. The flow of yeah, it was
1: know. from an accessibility point of view, it was a peak. Yeah, and certainly from a commercial point of commercial point of view, it was a peak for Terry Gilliam. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes I, there are weird pieces to that movie, like um, Madeline Stowe when she's like, "It's not just an advertisement. Yeah. meant especially for you. Yeah, I'm like." <laughs> Why did, you, did,
0: why did you pronounce that in the English manner? <laughs> <laughs> are you, you going to just say that we cannot go with you? Mm. You know, is in the royal we. Oh, yes, you know? we are not amused. <laughs> exactly. um,
1: but anyway, Imaginarium. Uh, Heath Ledger works uh, in that. So who was the, who was the other thing? It was uh, it was Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and Colin Colin Firth? No, no, Colin Farrell. Farrell.
0: Earth, Pharaoh,
1: whatever. Yeah, so because they all three sort of vaguely resemble <laughs> each other, what? Well, each other. Way, sure, but... the, the way they are made up in the movie. Okay, they, it all runs in a piece, and it kind of makes sense when you do it. They, you know, they have him look around like, "Oh, why do I look like this?" All of a sudden, because yeah. he's he has he's a blank slate, so he is being influenced by the persons. Imaginary, sure.
0: Okay, no, I get it. So anyway, well, it's like the the way they explained it away in the third Matrix, um, with the when the lady died, and they had to have some other lady come in that sort of was vaguely like similar to her. Oh, um, they sort of they tried, they almost got me, so I had to change my appearance. Like, okay, everybody, (laughs) everybody knows that the woman died. Yeah, it's fine, but whatever. And
1: the heart went out of that movie. Anyway... They took the heart right out of me, Phil! So so some of the movie is really impressive to watch. Like, his (laughs) daughter running through a bunch of shards of glass is pretty cool. But a lot of it just makes no sense.
0: I would say that that is not exactly unexpected for a Terry Gilliam movie.
1: This Mm -hmm. is more... and, and, And I just can't get over the pacing issues. Cause more and more, as I've seen in his movies as he's gotten older, there are always pacing
0: issues. Sure. Well, as we all get older, Phil, I have pacing issues myself. Oh, Jesus Christ! Ask my ex-girlfriend.
1: Oh my God! I Phil, lo- oh, man. oh
0: I, I lost my rhythm. I, I just give me a the, second. just uh, let me get my pacing back. <laughs> what this got really dirty all of a sudden? <laughs> Stop it, Phil! Brown Ha, brown ha, God. <laughs>
1: Okay. So All right. what else so you that got? Was, that was that was those are my pictures. Oh, okay. I, I can I can mention this. Um, I watched this really stupid movie with um, Christopher Lambert and uh, James Kahn and Catherine McCormick called North Star, Ooh. and it was it was a like eighty eight minute long movie directed <laughs> by some Swedish dude. I um, I like this Swedish. <laughs> set in like eighteen nineties Alaska. And James Caan plays this, you know, kind of mining baron who's killing people to take their mining claims. And totally, Christopher Lambert fights back. Uh, yeah, and I, I, it's it's a cheese cheese fest. And <laughs> I I kept wondering. I was like, you know, Christopher Lambert is not that great,
0: but he's better than this. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad you know what's funny is that remember I don't know how long ago it was when we talked about that Chris that Christian Slater movie yeah. uh, with, with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr uh-huh. I was thinking pretty much every, uh, like both of those guys Christian Slater and Cuba Gooding Jr I was thinking the exact same thing neither of them are very good but they're better than that you know? so, <laughs> so you just put that into words the whole like feeling I had that I couldn't like express you know yeah
1: Anyway, that was my weekend film.
0: Okay, well, you know what? I have one, one last one to do. Uh, and it just totally reminded me of it when you said Peter Hyams. Uh huh. Um, which was this insanely weird collision of uh, late 80s, early 90s talent
1: uh-huh.
0: known as the Monster Squad.
1: Oh, my. Did he write that or produce it?
0: Peter Hyams produced that movie. Yeah. Kay? You know who wrote that movie? Shane Black. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Fred Decker. Oh. Fred Decker directed it. Yeah. It was written by Shane Black and Fred Decker. Uh-huh. Produced by Peter Hyams. Uh-huh. I was like watching the credits of this, and I remember watching this as a kid. Like, and it, you know, when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, none of this meant anything to me. And I was watching the credits to this, and, I, and for some reason, I, I stumbled across, you know, oh, the Monster Squad is gonna have some sort of twenty five year anniversary, edition right. or something like that. And I I was like, oh, I'll download and watch it, whatever. And I was watching the credits, going, what? <laughs> like, I'd see one name, and I'd be like, huh. And I'd see the next name, and be like, huh. And then I'd see the next name, and be like, what? <laughs> it was so weird. It was <laughs> like, and then. The, and then like the uh, the grandfather from no, oh wait no never mind sorry I'm getting my wires crossed here um, but okay Fred Decker who was a very he was like an 80's guy yeah. really, whatever but Peter Hyams produced it Shane Black wrote it and I'm going what Shane Black what I mean did you write everything in the 80's <laughs> really well
1: you know he is like the highest paid screenwriter of all
0: time for which movie? Uh
1: that one with the Rennie Harlan and wife.
0: Long kiss good night. Thank you very much. Anyway, so <coughs> Rennie I Harlan and wife. Rennie Harlan and other um, <laughs> anyway. So I watched the movie. And uh there's a couple of those guys in that movie. Yeah. But there's not really anybody famous or anything. Mm-hmm. Um and I was thinking, and I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of a fun movie. It's like monsters and kids and whatever. <laughs> and the thing was, is like, I could, watching it the other night when I did watch it, I was going, oh, I don't really like this movie very much. It's sort of whatever. <laughs> but I could see, it's like, I could totally see how when I was a kid, yeah. I would have loved it. You know? Because mm-hmm. you got all the monsters. You got Frankenstein, Dracula, uh, Mummy, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. Uh, you know, Wolfman. You know, man.
1: You know I, I, not to change the subject, but I'm going to change the subject. Um, <laughs> odd Connection, uh, several th- feelers were sent out to me in my brain for this movie, was Transylvania's 65,000. Oh, Lord. Which also had Gina
0: Davis <laughs> in it. Yes, it did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and was also about Frankenstein and Dracula and yada, yada, yada. I love that movie.
0: God, I haven't seen that movie in probably... Fifteen years.
1: Oh, it's it's funnier than it has a right to be. Jeff Jones, Gold, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, I mean, come on, man. In his prime, he was the man. Gina Davis. It's it's worth a look I, hesitantly because I haven't seen it in a few years. But last <laughs> time I watched it, I was like, this is underrated.
0: All right. Really? I will get on board with that. It is underrated.
1: <laughs> See it
0: or die. Die. Anyway. I choose die. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway. <laughs> no, wait. So, wait. I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> so, anyway. I was watching that movie and I was going, there is some giant, like, there There was, when it, when you're a kid and you watch this movie. Yeah. You go, you know, it all makes sense. You're like, oh, monsters, and they want this thing, and then they don't get it yet, and then they want to get it, and they all lose. Fine, whatever. I was watching it as an adult, or as a quote-unquote adult. Right,
1: at least older.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was making the air quotes there with the adult thing. Um... And I was like, wait a minute, the, uh, wait, hold on, this doesn't make sense at all, what, wait, hold on, oh, movie, what? stop, wait, okay, we went on, you know, it's like, <laughs> movie, stop, wait a second, what, okay.
1: <laughs> so, as a closer, Peter Hyam's anecdote, I'll never forget, forget, seeing at the Synodome in Sacramento, California, End of Days, Peter Hyam's last big movie. Which uh, was a good movie. And my brother was drunk, drunk, drunk. <laughs> and I got Shout a little embarrassed. Shout out to Charlie! I got a little embarrassed because in the <laughs> like in the credits, because he knew I was excited to see it. He was like, Peter Hughes! I was like, oh, you know, not here with that guy. You know
0: Charlie's listening to this, right? I know. And Charlie, I love you, man. It's, it's a great little anecdote to tell at parties, Charlie. Anyway. So anyway. Here's my thing. The last, uh, I'm going to break down the, the, the last of the Monster Squad stuff real quick. There's these giant, like, unexplained, uh, like, plot jumps. Okay, for <laughs> one. And I'm going to just, I'm going to do them real quick. And I remember this because I watched it just the other night. Okay. <laughs> I remember it because I was there. Yeah, I remember it because I was there. Um, okay, phone call. Do we need to pause or just let it ring?
1: Just let him okay, fine. Do, do your thing! Okay, so. And talk loudly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can do that! Anyway, uh, so the Monsters squad <laughs> I hear. I'm projecting from my diaphragm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, ho ho! So,
1: okay. It's ending.
0: <laughs> so I don't have to project? <laughs>
1: anyway.
0: no more projecting, sir! Wow, we need to wrap this up. Okay, Got <laughs> a uh, little punch drunk uh, here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, beginning of the Monster Squad, where Dracula and Frankenstein fall into the swamp where the kids live, which is like this swamp in California. I don't know how that works. Um, somehow, there's just this plane just carrying these bodies. They don't explain why. They don't explain where they're going, where they came from, nothing. The coffin. That Frankenstein's monster that just says Frankenstein on it.
1: <laughs> I think you're asking too much from the Monster okay,
0: Squad. Okay, so um, the creature from the Black Lagoon just shows up, <laughs> like oh then, hey. No, yeah, literally just shows up. There's no, there's no preamble. There's no like explanation of where he came from, who he is, anything. He just walks out of the swamp. Okay, fine. So uh, this amulet that Dracula is trying to get is in the basement of this house in suburban California, for some reason. Well, duh. Uh, I mean, right? That's where
1: all amulets are hidden. Okay,
0: so this kid gets Van Helsing's diary at a garage sale uh, (laughs) in suburban California. Of course. Okay, so Dracula finds this amulet that he has been looking for for a hundred years. It's Behind this wall that he breaks down with a hammer. It's sitting right there. He does not, for some reason, does not just go get it. He finds it. He sees the hole in the wall. He looks through it and he goes, Oh, there's the amulet I've been looking for for 100 years. Doesn't get it. Half an hour later in the movie, still sitting there. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, you know. I don't know. Okay, and I just... there's so many weird little just... What did what the hell was just happening? Thing. Um, well,
1: come on, it's the Monster Squad. You know What's up, done?
0: tell them where they can reach us, people. Okay, hold on one second though. One thing I did notice too about that movie—it's yes. an hour and ten minutes long. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's saying.
1: Something. The credits
0: were like the credits were rolling. I looked at the little counter on the computer, uh-huh. and it said one fifteen. I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, sure. <laughs> Shane Black Why probably not? got you know ten million for that. Whatever. Anyway, Monster Squad aside, (coughs) this has not been a short podcast. Um, We went longer than the Monster Squad, actually. (laughs) That's great. And you know what? I'm going to leave the joke that I had in my head alone. You can reach us at canyoufbi at gmail.com. That is C-A-N-Y-O-U F-B-I at gmail.com. You can download us on iTunes you can find us a podcast machine. You can call me on my goddamn cell phone because I know that you people have it. So, Phil, please some any? of you. Well, some of you. And if and you know, if the ladies out there don't have it, <laughs> send me an email and I will let you know what it is. And you may have it, soon. it Yeah. Okay, come on, Phil. Don't look at You got anything else to say? Or do you just want to take us out?
1: Oh, can you fucking believe it?
0: Oh god.